Welcome to the 192 Podcast, where we talk all things audio from concept to completion. We'll be talking everything from inspiration to equipment and everything in between. I'm Jake Huber. I'm Billy C. And this is 192 Podcast. So in this section of the interview, Bobby talks about his philosophy of setting up playlists and why it's so important to plan your set for better crowd interaction. There's a ton to unpack, so let's get this interview started. Bobby, where do you find your uh, inspiration to stay in the industry now? That's such a good question, man. I actually have had like, oh man, I don't know. Man, I've had several moments where I was just kind of like done. Um, And then something will happen and I will get like rejuvenated. Um, about three years ago, I was like, done, man. I was like, I'm done, man. This is so old. I can't sing these stupid songs anymore. <laughs> like, <I was> just <laughs> like... And then I started like investing in some like loop pedals and, and, um, and, and I started like having like a solo show that was like, actually I started getting reactions like that I usually wasn't getting. And I was like, oh man, this is kind of fun. You know, I'd have like, I'd have like, you know, like loop pedals and I'd like loop up some like crazy delay, like effect and like, you know, like put like a wall in there and like, and then like kind of do like a rendition of like a hip hop song. And then I started getting really into that and that was like super fun. Um, and so, you know, I kind of drag my, my, my inspiration kind of comes from just different moments usually it comes from a moment of when i'm like feeling burnout and then if something kind of triggers my interest then that that will usually pick up um so like recently i was feeling a little bit more burnout again last summer um but i had an opportunity to put this band together um the the band that I'm, that I'm with now they they basically uh, it's basically a different. There's a band that was called Match City, um, mm-hmm. and they were like fantastic. Um, and the, the lead singer just kind of got to the point where he was like ready to move on. And um, every time I'd watch those dudes, I'd be like, man, those guys are sick, man. You know, like that would be so much fun, like having that light show. And they, you know, eventually they they asked me if I wanted to join them and. It kind of kind of caught me right at the right time. I was like, "Yeah, man, I, I need something like this. I I, I need to like I want to do something on a bigger level." Mm-hmm. Um, so, inspiration usually comes usually from when I'm when I'm usually like in a like down phase of like not really knowing what I'm going to do and like something pops up. Looked at some of the covers and did uh, did the video. You like your promo video you have on Facebook and um, then you know some of the other stuff you guys had from people. And uh, very diverse would be would be the eclectic would be the term I would use. Um, yeah, because I mean you have covers acoustic. Well, I won't say acoustic. It, I mean it is, but it's not. You had uh, apple bottom jeans. I think was one of them that you had. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. I mean that's not rock, but it. I mean it works. You know, absolutely. And so yeah. that's that's it, it. Makes it more fun. Kind of like I was talking about with with Leo from from Frog Leap. It's put your spin on it and people will, you know, it, it, they relive that time when they heard it for the first time a different way. Yeah. You know, man, there's, there's a formula, uh, for a cover band and he, you know, like when you talk about advice, 
one thing you have to be willing to do is mm-hmm. you have to be willing to play songs that's like maybe you don't like so much. <laughs> like, I mean, most of the songs that's on mm-hmm. our set list, I mean, there's some of them that like it might be something I'd listen to, but there's also a lot of songs that's on our set list that I would never listen to in my car. <laughs> right. Because there's certain songs, man, that like in a bar, it just works. Yeah. For example, uh, 155 in the morning. And there's a big, big crowd. They've all been drinking and they're ready to party. Living on a prayer will work 11 out of 10 times. Every 11 time. out of 10, man. Yes. It will never, especially if they're already singing and they're like ready to go and they're pumped. It will, I mean, so there's songs like that that I don't really listen to, but like, you know, it works. It just does, you know. Right. Well, that's almost like, uh, what was the other one that's like, uh, uh, come on, Eileen is another one that's a drinker, and um, yep. Benny and the Jets. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Where nobody knows the words at all, and it's a perfect drunk song because nobody knew the words exactly. <laughs> at all. Dude, yep. like the the Sweet Carolines. And oh the, my gosh, yes. I mean, Everybody. I dude, I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You know when I don't hate it is when I'm playing it and and two hundred people are singing it. Right, right. Then, I, then, I, but I, I would, I, dude, I would rather not listen to music if I, if I had to listen to that in my car. I'd just rather listen to like nothing. Right. You know. So. Well, I think Billy and I both have been there with the uh, with the wedding gig when you're DJing and. You know, oh, yeah, dude. I, I remember playing shows and and it never fails. And um, John Foreman actually called a guy out. Um, they were in a, doing a, like an acoustic intimate set for uh, Switchfoot and uh, some dude in the back yelled Freebird. Oh, geez. And he's like, 20 to one, I can play that song and you won't even know it. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's become iconic. Everybody screams it, you know? Dude, you know, what's funny about that. Our band was talking about that. And, and like, we kind of all came to the point where we're like, just who was the first dude that like shouted that out and how did that become like a thing? You know what I mean? Like, dude, like I I think even like my young kids would know to scream free bird somehow. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I think I looked it up once and it wasn't really super clear, but I, I've, I'm still interested in like how the free bird thing got started because it's like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't. I, for me, like I, I remember we did. We were doing a live gig, and like I said, I'm a drummer. I'm not, you know. So I'm back on the drums, and and everybody's like, oh, I can't play. It's in the wrong key. I'm like, hey, no problem for me, man. I can transpose <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> but we we would always hear that, and so our our guitar player could play it because I mean the dude could could hammer away like crazy, but. The guy that was singing didn't know the words. So (laughs) it's like, all right, well, and I think everybody, it's the lead section for me. That's my Uh thought is it's the lead section, that wailing, almost like sweet child of mine intro. You can throw that in the middle of any ACDC song because it's a GCD song. Right. And and nobody would know that you're, you're clashing the two together. You know? No, absolutely, man. Dude, so, like one time we just were like, all right, fine, man, we'll play Freebird. And then like nobody cared. And I was like, right. yeah, there you go, Freebird guy. That's why we don't play that stupid song. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody else in here hates it and they now hate you. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I know. It's just like it's just like when people get drunk, they like some some guys just like, like, I don't know. They don't realize how old that is. I don't know. 
Or how this dumb is, they sound. That's, yeah. That's the, the best part. That's when Sweet Caroline comes in handy. Oh, um, yeah, man. Because <laughs> if they, everybody's screaming the duh, duh, duh part, and yeah. none of them are on key. So. Oh, I know, man. Uh, so now, like, um, how, how many times do you guys, you know, you're talking about this gear, the show, and everything. How many different, like, versions of the band did you guys have to go through until it finally clicked and you're like, okay, this is it this is this is where we are you know for now yeah man it so um it started off as a duo and actually an, a really weird duo um from a from like a musical standpoint it was a me on acoustic guitars and a guy on and a guy on drums mm-hmm. um and we just had this formula where we were like yeah man like all right well you got the beat so like that'll that'll make it from like just being like not just have an acoustic guy and then I'll, I'll be on the guitar and we'll both sing. And like, we, we just kind of had this like eclectic little thing going, mm-hmm. um, never going to be able to do big shows with that kind of format. But, um, but it was, man, we did that for a while and like, you know, we'd make really good money for us. And, um, and then we ended up adding a bass player and then we did that three piece for like, from like 2008 to 2012, man, we had some really good success with that too. Like, um, we end up knowing, uh, had some connections to some people that like, uh, that do those cruises. Like you ever heard of like the VH1 cruise or the yeah. 311 cruise and yeah. the kid rock cruise. Um, man, we did like, we did like 12 of those, um, because they really liked our formula where it was just like, we go in there and play like three hours of drunk sing-alongs, man, you know, um. And, uh, but eventually from like a musical standpoint, that got so boring to me to be playing the G chord all day long. Right. You know, it's just like, holy cow. Like, and, and man, uh, if there wasn't like a crowd there that was really super into it, then it's even more boring because I couldn't really fall back on the music being fun. Right. So, um, so then, you know, so then after that, I kind of just went back to doing like a solo thing for like four years. And then when this opportunity came up, I was like, man, I'm doing this, man. This is, this is going to be cool. Sure. So now, okay, let's talk about like the, the, the general dynamics of a show for you since you're a cover band. Yep. Um, you're talking about a formula and for me, I I'm clicking cause I'm like, yep, you gotta have it. There's, you know, whether you do the roller coaster and I don't know if you, you know, we're, we're vibing on the same verbs, but for me, the roller coaster was, you know, you start out with a high one, you drop them to a low one, wait for them to drink a little bit, bring them back up high, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, energy or whatever. Um, even Ed Sheeran talks about the difference between being an opener and a main stage. Um, but you know, what, what, what's your formula for, you know, the, the, the crowd and ultimately, yeah, it's to feel, you know, feed off of them, but what's, yeah. what's your like go-to formula? Um, interesting you say that cause that's something we're like really, I think we'll always be thinking about that. Cause I think if you don't, you're kind of like going to not, you know, you kind of make a, you're not making progress, but mm-hmm. so First of all, like we we feel like we're like four or five songs shy of being able to truly do what we want to do. But I'll tell you a formula that has worked for like at least twelve years for me, and that is like you like the like you need it like your first song like like so if you don't have enough music for like to do like three hours of bangers, then you gotta make sure that like you're like saving certain songs because there's certain songs that only are going to work late night. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're not going to play Sweet Caroline as your second song. You're going to wait till people are <laughs> drunk and ready to sing along. Right. Right. So what we do is 
The first set is like really familiar, like fun, um, kind of like not super, like not like a ton of bangers, but like, you know, like we'll play like No Diggity, we'll play like This Love by like Room 5, we'll play like maybe like, we'll play a couple new current songs, we'll, we'll throw in like a couple like country drinking songs, um, stuff that's kind of like not like super crazy. Um, like, you know, and, and then what we do is when we get to the second set, we make it more like dance music. So we're playing like Nelly, like, um, you know, like tons of hip hop we're doing. Um, and then we might, and then we'll throw in like some, um, you know, and then we'll throw in some like super intense, like, like, uh, pop punk stuff. That's like really like people like, like Blink-182 or, you know, stuff like that, that like people like really like, and, and like can sing along to. Um, and then we'll, we'll kind of continue that. So what we do is we do three, three, one hour sets. So like I said, I kind of explained the first set. The second mm-hmm. set is to like get people on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. And then we continue that kind of song, those kind of songs until we get halfway into our third set from, from the, from the half point of the third set to the end, it's all sing-alongs at that point. It's like, you know, it's the Sweet Carolines. It's a living on a prayer. It's like, you know, like friends in low places. I mean, those those are three songs that will never go wrong at the end of the night. That simple man is another one that seems. Oh like, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. So like the the last twenty five minutes of our show is like more like uh, it's not as intense, mm-hmm. but like the the goal is to like have the whole whole place singing. Right. Yeah. Well, and I don't think you know the people people go and. Uh, they don't realize from from the the spectator side that as a band you get paid to put butts in the seat like that's yeah. your job and so you've got to bring that following to wherever you're going yeah yeah and there's there's nothing like you know you guys have asked about like what kind of advice you know and I'm thinking of different things as we're talking here and there is I mean there is nothing that can be better for your band for uh the bar owners to see people on the dance floor and people singing yeah so Um, then what about demos do you i mean that's i know it's not a thing of the past but i mean your guys your guys facebook is pretty full do you just direct them to that or do you actually still send out demos um so kind of what i've been learning from this new band that as like kind of like knows kind of we kind of know what they're doing when it comes to this kind of stuff a lot of people just make these promo videos now man Mm -hmm. um because like you know if like let's say you want to play a place and you're like hey man let me send you this audio right well they might be like yeah okay cool i guess i'll get to that but like if you know if you're like hey man if you you can give me your cell phone number man i'll send you this link real quick you can pull it up on your phone and then you can actually see what we look like when we play live um sure you know that's the other thing i mean if you can if you can uh, really get a good produced promo video man that will go so far like uh, our 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 new promo video we had like i've never ha- i mean it it's it's done like wonders for us yeah um, it's pretty it's pretty slick like i've had people be like dude like that thing is amazing i'm like i mean yeah, i'm like yeah dude like it's like that's a, it's daniel man it's our guitar player producer man he knows what he's doing yeah well and you could see some of the light show on there too so i kind of saw what you were uh what you were talking about from the tech side yeah uh, yeah there's, and there's a lot in that 
Yeah, and um, you know, and if you if you go to YouTube and type in uh, Trailer Park Ninja's promotional video, you can see it. And then what might happen is, as a related video, you might see our wedding band version. Um, <laughs> and we, you know, we we try to do a lot of weddings too, but we don't call ourselves Trailer Park Ninjas for that. We call ourselves uh, Matt City. It's which is their old band name because I mean, you know, like if you're working with like an agency or something, you know, they might not really want to be putting like trailer park ninjas on their printing materials. If you're playing like a really nice wedding or something, you know, might, might, might send a mixed message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Mr. Bobby, what goes yeah. into the mental preparation for getting ready for a show? Good question, man. I have, man, I used to be like a basketball player and I've always been like crazy with rituals, man. Like I, some people think I'm insane, but I'm starting usually. So I'm a teacher as well. So, um, you know, and I have to do something all week that is the worst thing for a singer, and that's talking. <laughs> um, so uh, the first thing I start doing is about Monday, about, well, about Wednesday or so, I start like talking uh, less and at a lower volume um, because. I mean, you know, if you talk all the time, it, it just, it really disrupts like your vocal cords. I mean, it just does. Um, it's one of the worst things you can do for your, your voice is talk all the time. Um, so I do a lot of voice prep, man. Um, so, uh, and, and by the time the weekends come, I mean, I, I won't hardly talk at all or I'll just like at a really low volume, um, you know, and like when I'm on set breaks, I'm a little hesitant to be talking to people because then you got to talk over the music, you know? Right. Um, so there's a lot, you know, and the, but the thing is, man, if you lose your voice or something in the middle of a gig, I mean, dude, like, <laughs> what are you going to do, man? Yeah, nothing bringing you know? that back. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, all right, man, extra guitar solos tonight, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, I do that. And then, you know, um, I actually, I have found too, uh, I, like, um, I gargle salt water as well as something that I found that like is a voice healing, um, kind of like cocktail that works well. Um, I drink so much water and then, um, usually the day of the show I'll start, uh, I, there's like some electrolyte tablets that I'll drink and, um, and then, uh, usually a couple hours before I have this little drink that I use that I like a lot. Um, it's, uh, it's just water with, with lemon and ginger, uh, sprinkled in there and, uh, lemon and ginger is supposed to be a good thing for, uh, healing your voice. Um, and so that's what I do, man. Well, one, one of the things that, uh, that I had somebody who was an artist that had told me, uh, something that you know, you may, may or may not want to look into. It's actually, and I don't know if you're into tea, um, but mm -hmm. it's, uh, I believe they're out of either Northern America or Canada. Um, and it's called throat coat. Oh yeah, man. Throat coat. Yeah. Like what, what do you know about that? Well, so we, we used it, uh, my, my buddy, Billy, uh, not Billy, wrong guy, other buddy, uh, Johnny, uh, down in Cincinnati. He's been, uh, he's been doing, you know, live gigs for years and, uh, throat coat actually, uh, you know, they, they sponsored him for a little while, um, because he would drink that, uh, of a morning, uh, when, when he was going in. Um, and then, you know, as he did like before a set or something, he would, he would drink throat coat and then afterwards, cause your vocal cords are tired. And, ah. um, so it was, it was one of those things where it's, you know, 
it's herbal, it's natural, it's, you know, but it does really work. And it has a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, you know, the ginger and the flavor doesn't suck. Like that's the big thing we were, we were both looking at. Um, but again, oh, being yeah, a drummer, man. I didn't sing that much. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean like anybody and you know, I'm, I'm thinking of more advice here. Any singer, you have to like, you have to always be thinking of your voice. Mm-hmm. You know, like you shouldn't ever yell. You shouldn't ever like, I, you gotta, we gotta watch how you cough. I mean, there's just a lot that goes into it because if you think about it, like if you're in a cover band, man, you're singing three hours. Mm-hmm. Dude, think about when you go to a concert, man, they sing for like an hour and 20 minutes Right. And vocal, you know, people's vocal cords were not meant to sing for three hours um, and, and, and or actually six total hours, maybe nine, 12. If you're doing three or four gigs in a row, man, dude, yeah. your voice is just going to be trash. Like you got to just take care of it, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, I've heard about throw coat. And I think one good thing that about I've heard about that is it doesn't have caffeine in it because caffeine will actually dry you up and yeah. will actually will actually have a negative effect on your voice. Right. Yep. So switching so. gears here just a little bit, uh, what are some goals uh, you still have as a musician? <clears throat> so, you know, at this point, man, I really just want to um, – I want to do some things that I haven't got to do. And that is, man, I, I want to be – I want to be the band that is playing the, playing the clubs that, like, pay the top money. You know, there are those clubs. I want to uh, – uh, we we really want to really uh, build up our wedding corporate version of our band, um, you know, man. Because I'm not getting any younger, dude. And like, you know, I'm not at some point. I'm not gonna be like trying to like hit the road all the time on the weekends, you know. Right. Um, but there's so much money in the corporate wedding scene. I think you guys you guys talked about doing weddings and stuff. So you have you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Um, so like my goal honestly for this is I want to get this band to the point to where like I want it to be my if I could my vision would be this band gets to be really good to the point to where we have like a great following to where we can like charge what we want um and then word gets around so much that like we've got weddings we've got corporate events you know we've got like you know there's there's a few different like entertainment agencies that like booking agencies that can kind of put you a little bit out there you know, man, I, I just want to, I've been doing this, man, for like 20 years, man. I, I don't want to be doing like the gigs that pay peanuts, man. I want to be doing the, the big stuff, sure. you know? So that's kind of what, you know, really what I want to do is really focus on those, like those casinos, those weddings, those corporate events. Like that's kind of like what we're like eventually going to try to like focus mostly on. And then we'll play like some clubs that like that pay like a lot more than others. Sure. So. So you were talking before and how wide variety uh, Trailer Park Ninjas is and how diverse you guys are in your music. Uh, mm-hmm. What music genres do you listen to mostly? So me mostly, man, it's like weird. Um, I'm really, really into like a few different things. Um, I'm, I'm a 90s kid, man. So um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I am like, I am nuts about like 90s hip hop. Um, I love me some 90s hip hop. I love me some 90s pop rock stuff, man. Um, so like I'll go through phases where I'll listen to like 90s rock for like a couple months. I'll listen to like 90s hip hop for a while. And then if I'm not listening to that, man, I'm really into 
um, a lot of this like uh, West Coast like reggae music. Um, it, it, I'm, when I say reggae, I'm, and I, I don't mean like authentic reggae music like Bob Marley. I mean I like that kind of stuff, but you know, there's also like bands like you know like like Sublime for example. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of bands that have like have been influenced by bands like sublime that like have some really funky grooves, man, that like just kind of puts you in that like fun, like happy mood. Um, yeah, I caught your version of, 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 uh, Santa Ria on, uh, on one of the videos. Oh yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I know that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I dig a good reggae, like, uh, reggae beat, man. Um, or what I got was another one of theirs. I think it was the same album actually. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so yeah, man, that's what I listen to. But man, then but then I'll but then man, you might see me listen to like Pantera or something, man. Like I, you know, or like like old Metallica. Like I, I like a lot of a lot of different stuff. It, so if you get in my car and you like, we're like, man, what have you been listening to the last ten songs, man? It's like musical ADHD, man. So I'm all over the place, dude. I was gonna say that's because that was one of the things that I really enjoyed about doing uh, doing wedding DJing for parties that and and, and it, it's the same thing you gotta have the same mentality when you're doing a wedding DJ gig um, you gotta have a game plan and so mm-hmm. if you go in there and just try to go balls to the wall full tilt the entire time you're gonna burn yourself oh yeah and man so you gotta you gotta build up and wait for uh, it, I had a guy that was helping me out one time he was a younger guy he's like so what's your plan I was like lay low until the alcohol comes out. Mm-hmm. And as oh, bad yeah, as that man. sounds, you've got to time it. <laughs> oh, dude, you do, man. Like, you know, we've played some songs like just way too early, you know. Yeah. Like if you another one, man, if you wait till people are nice and drunk and you play like Sugar We're Coming Sugar We're Going Down mm-hmm. by Fallout Boy, another one. You're gonna that's gonna work when people yep. are like ready to rage. Yep. Um, but you don't want to like play that song first when people are sitting at the tables, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. what's going on? This is too much, man. Yeah, no, but, but there is, there, there are those songs that like everybody seems to vibe to mm-hmm. and you've got to strategically place those in, in your set list. Um, yeah. So now do you guys have, and, and I asked this of live guys and this, you know, if you don't want this to go like on the actual interview, that's fine. But, um, so like gimmicks is another thing, um, mm-hmm. where it's not just music, but there's something else that you guys do, um, shirt launchers, uh, you know, a- anything that mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, sets you apart. Is there, is there anything that you guys do, you know, on the side, <clears throat> you know, like our other band, the, like the three piece, do we, like, that's how we survived. Um, I mean, we would be like, this is terrible, but like, we would like be like, yeah, man, there's a dance contest. Like whoever stays on the dance for the longest and like does this and this, man, they're going to like win like a hundred bucks, man. And then like what we found out is that like people get so drunk that like eventually we're like, oh yeah, you know, like Sally over there won. And they're like, oh, okay. And like, you know, I mean, that's a little bit manipulative, but like, um, we used to do stuff like that or we'd be like, you know, like first 20 girls up on stage, you know, let's get, or like, you know, like we used to have like shot bottles where like the, the, we would have like the bottles, you know, and like the club would like, like we'd buy like three or four shots and like be like pouring them on people's faces and stuff. And like, <laughs> you know, like, um, stuff like that. But like, 
man, dude, I can't get up for stuff like that anymore. And then I was like 23 or four. I was like, yeah, but now that I'm like 37. I'm like, dude, I just like, can't do it. Like, yeah. Like I want to like, I like to engage with the crowd and like, and stuff, but, um, and, and maybe, maybe at some point there could be like a gimmick, but there's some bands, man, that have some really good gimmicks that like do it well. Like, like, I, like, dude, I feel like my, my kind of personality, if I did a gimmick, it was like, it'd be really obvious that like, I was working very hard to be okay with this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Now there's another band, dude, that is amazing. They're called Zack Attack. Um, they play at Mr. Ed's up where we're at. Mm-hmm. And they're not like, they don't even have to do gimmicks because they're just like flat out nasty as just ever. But then they have these gimmicks, man. And they're like hilarious. You're like, dude, how did you guys just think to do that? Like, like they like do these different like dances or like, or they do these, like, it's all silly. And it, it's just like, yeah, man. Like if, if, if you can figure out a way to do it without it looking cheesy, that's the trick. Yeah. And Zach attack figured it out. A few other bands I know, but I just feel like the way I am, my personality and the way I hold myself, I would just look like, I'd be like, what's that dude doing? He don't look comfortable doing that. (laughs) Who paid him to do that? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm trying to, you know, and I'm always trying to figure out what my persona on stage is going to be. It's like an, it's like an evolving process, man. Sure. So now I got, I got to ask his side note. You said you were a teacher. What grade? Um, so I teach uh, middle school and I do special ed. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I've been doing that for, I mean, I've been a teacher for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, man, it's like the perfect job to have if you're also a musician, man, you know, cause yeah. think about it, dude, you got summers off. Dude, yep. I just, I, I mean, I'm going to be in Key West this summer. I'm going to be in Putin Bay. Like, you know, I can like play seven nights a week if I want. Like, yeah. You know, then you always got your weekends, your spring breaks, your Christmas breaks. I mean, I mean, it's a good gig to have if you're a musician. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. Do you have, do you have anything else? You? <laughs> Billy's like, nope, I'm good. So now, uh, one of the questions I always ask people just kind of when we're closing things up and I, I try and make sure that, you know, I'm as respectful as I can be of other people's time because it's, it is time consuming. But um, is there anything that we haven't covered that you feel would be pertinent, uh, to, you know, anybody either starting out or in their grinding, um, that maybe we haven't, you know, asked or something, you know, bit of wisdom that you think would be good to get out there for, for like bands. Yeah. Bands or individuals. You know, there is, there's a couple of things, man, a couple of quick little things. And that is if you are starting your band up, it is so important that, you are establishing relationships with the people that work at the bar. Those bartenders Mm. are going to be your gatekeepers. Mm. So one thing that I've learned is when you play a place, you need to figure out what the bartender's names are. You need to know their names because if you can, but next time you play that bar, let's say, let's say you play there two months later, man, and you walk in, you're like, what's up, Mike? He's going to be like, wow man this dude's cool man he like he like knows my name like i mean it, it just shows that you that you respect them and that's 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 huge dude i mean that is like that that's just as big as i can think almost of anything as far as like maintaining gigs mm-hmm. and um and the other thing is man is like if you're gonna like have drinks you better tip the bartender. Do not be the band that gets like, you know, because sometimes you get a tab, man. Like, hey, we'll give you guys a hundred bucks to drink on. And then you get that hundred bucks. You're like, all right, sweet. Peace out, man. And it's like, dude, you got to tip the bar, man. Like, yeah. 
those bartenders, man, because you know what happens? That owner walks in the next day. He's like, how's the band? And, and then the first thing he might think is, well, uh, they barely said hi to me. I've been, he's been playing here for three years. He doesn't know my name and they never tip me. So, you know, those guys are, those guys suck, man. <laughs> you know, right. like, yep. so dude, that's huge, man. It's big. Yeah. So yeah, work on those relationships. <laughs> and and it's big, you know, we, we talked about that even when we were talking with, uh, with Terry Molinaro, who's a, a radio host. He's like, you always have to pay attention to those relationships because what's the first thing they think of is, you know, I'm more likely to, to, you know, tell somebody, Hey, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, uh, uh, say, Hey, you want to call this guy instead of the other one because he was nicer or he gave a better, you know, impression. Um, cause it, it does, it makes a huge difference. And even, yeah, man. even when you're, when you're in, um, <laughs> And here's a here's a, a a backstory, and it sounds weird coming from a drummer, but watch your volume level. Oh gosh, dude, <laughs> man. Side side note, I just thought of that one. Watch your volume level. Well, the stage sound. You know what, man? The problem is too. Like, if there's a sound guy, mm-hmm. and the sound and like your stage volume is already outrageous, mm-hmm. the sound guy has like no choice but to like not even put you in the mains, and then right. you just sound like trash. Mm-hmm. So we, 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 you know, we have all like in-ears and stuff. So like we don't have any monitors. So we're able to keep our, and, and I don't even have an amp, man. I play through like a pedal for my, you know, I don't, we don't really even have amps on the stage. So like, um, we, we just, we just send the signal to the sound guy, man. He loves it. Yeah. So, no, yeah. yeah. That, that does. It makes a huge, huge difference. So yeah, absolutely, man. Tune in for the next interview where we talk to his guitar player and get techie with Daniel Carbaye on what programs they use to sell the Trailer Park Ninja experience. Hey, this is Bobby Huffman with Trailer Park Ninjas. Uh, you can catch our website, www.trailerparkninjas.com, and you are listening to 192 Podcasts.